Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. You know, a few episodes ago, we talked about people not shying away from their creativity or art in its various forms. And since then, I've actually got some input. I've received some art in various mediums from our listeners, and they've all been really good. Uh, Case in point, a friend of the show named Lauren sent me music by the band that he's a part of named Airwave. I listened to it objectively, and I can honestly tell you I really dig this. Honestly, if you like dream pop or shoegaze or really well put together new wave kind of music, which I do, I think you're going to really like this band. Think like uh, Best Coast, Cocteau Twins, Ivy, maybe even some of the the musical aspects of Love and Rockets. Uh, Airwave is a great and very much an original blend of all kinds of genres like this. I used to hate when I was in a band and people would compare our band to other bands. So Airwave, if you don't like the bands I just mentioned, I'm sorry. That's just what popped into my head. They are a four-piece band from Tampa, Florida, and you can actually catch their work on Spotify, as well as all other major streaming platforms. In the meantime, though, here's an exclusive taste for you. They were nice enough to send me a song. The song is called Projections. It is my pleasure to pass it along to you at this time. This is pure atmosphere. Enjoy and check it out.
Well, there you have it. Again, if you'd like to add this one to a playlist or any of their other tracks, which you should check out, they're all there on Spotify as well as other major streamers as well. By the way, it's Airwave, A-E-R-W-A-V-E. So right after it auto-corrects you to Aerosmith, you can retype it, <laughs> A-E-R-W-A-V-E. Enjoy, and thanks again to the band for letting us share their work here. It's really good. You have joined me today for episode 17 in our series called Psychology on Vinyl, where we try to understand both the subtle and blatant psychology behind and within famous records. It is my absolute pleasure to share the album that we are going to be talking about this time with you. It is so good. I'm really going to go out on a limb here and say this, and I'm dead serious. This album, are you sitting down, is the best overall from beginning to end soul record by any artist that I have ever heard, possibly excluding only Otis Redding. This is downright amazing. So, is it Isaac Hayes? Sam and Dave? Sam Cooke? No. Today, we will be listening to the only full-length album ever recorded by the singer named Alice Clark. Alice Clark, if I were a betting man, unless you are an incurable music head like I am, you probably have never heard of this lady. But Alice Clark is soul music in the same way Aretha Franklin and Betty LeVette are. Now, Aretha and Betty are types that it's clear you just simply, you didn't want to mess with. Aretha stood her ground very clearly, vocally, lyrically. And Betty LeVette, <laughs> this is so cool. Listen to this. She does a beautiful cover of All My Love by Led Zeppelin. But when she did it, in her version, she changed some of the words. Well, I read a piece online where Robert Plant heard her version, got in contact with her and said, you changed my words. And according to legend, Betty said, so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> long story short, not long after, guess what happened? Robert Plant took her on tour with him as an opening act. See, Alice Clark was not like this. She came across as way more visibly vulnerable. But while a strong person is attractive, so can a vulnerable person be. Psychology Today had an article called Vulnerability Can Be Disarming. Listen to this. It says, personal disarmament is the act of standing undefended and speaking the feelings, usually fear or pain, that underlie our anger and the impulses to protect ourselves with aggression or other defensive maneuvers. When we walk the talk and give what we desire to receive, the process always becomes its own reward. The Alice Clark Records vulnerability too is its own reward. On songs like I Keep It Hid, Never Did I Stop Loving You, and Don't You Care, her heart is so obviously on her sleeve unapologetically. It's kind of like what we talked about in the Sinatra episode. This is another example of how an artist can make songs their own, even if they themselves didn't write them. Remember, artists then become identified by the songs. 
Here's a couple of examples. For example, How Will I Know was originally written for and rejected by Janet Jackson before becoming a huge hit and almost a defining song for Whitney Houston. Call Me, another example, was turned down by Stevie Nicks, but picked up by Blondie. And now we completely associate that with Blondie. My point is, is that when you hear How Will I Know or Call Me, you immediately think Whitney Houston and Debbie Harry's band Blondie. You just do. Because even though in a major way those songs aren't totally theirs, they have become totally theirs. Alice Clark has a whole album of songs that have done just that. They're hers. They should all be common knowledge. They should all be used in romantic comedies and played at weddings. But it wasn't meant to be. It just didn't happen. You know, in a weird way, I, I'm kind of glad because they're still special and they're not exploited. But I would have liked for her to have gotten some more recognition. She had the voice. She had a record producer that completely believed in her. And not to mention one of the best soul bands ever. Do you need proof? Okay, this is for my drummers out there. Are you sitting down? <laughs> the drummer on this record, are you ready? Was none other than Bernard Purdy. Are you kidding me? This drummer invented the innovative use of triplets against a halftime backbeat, and the world today knows this as the Purdy Shuffle. This guy was the drummer on this record. What does that tell you? The musicianship on this work from start to finish is, I guess, saying top-notch doesn't touch it. So why does the world at large not know who Alice Clark is? Well, I put in the research, and this is what I've come up with. I have absolutely no idea. This is a quintessential soul record. And again, at least in my opinion, one of, if not the best of its genre of all time. Now, interestingly, when she was in the music business, she shared the same manager as the group, The Crystals. And I actually interviewed a while ago, a member of that group named Dolores Kinnebrew. She, as a similar artist, packed her suitcase and got on the road on her first tour bus at age 16 in 1961. And as of 2015, when I last checked, she was still out there touring. But Alice Clark only stayed in the music business roughly from 1968 to 1972. When she died in 2004, after quietly being a person who could easily have been someone standing right next to you in line at a grocery store, she had no idea how fanatical people who dig for special old records would find her. The acid jazz movement in the 1990s were some of the first people that took hold of this and started the trend, and it very, very, very silently skyrocketed from there. Now, for those in the know, this is a completely hidden gem. Personally, I give her mad respect for not cheapening herself or watering down her music to follow trends just to make it bigger. The Exploring Your Mind website said this. It said, respect for oneself is indispensable. If we don't value ourselves and don't recognize ourselves as a capable and important person, we have nothing. 
love always starts with one's own person. If I value myself and am able to see all of my virtues and my right to be happy, I will be capable of almost anything. It also states this. Never look at your life from a perspective of loss, but always with one of possibility, one of ability. Recognize your virtues, your strengths, never your weak points. We are all allowed to be happy in this complex life. All that is required is assurance in oneself and courage. Never think that others are more deserving than you or this moment will be the one when you start to build up the walls around your life. Don't make this mistake. Alice Clark, while by no means was a superstar, in this sense was a megastar. She left the game because she didn't want to play anymore. And you know what I say? Two things. Number one, good for her. And number two, immediately stop what you're doing and listen to her album. That said, we have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist. And for this Psychology on Vinyl series, the subject matter is the playlist itself. So we have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Alice Clark playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher podcast dash Alice Clark. The songs on the record, side one, I keep it hid. Number two, looking at life. Number three, don't wonder why. Followed by maybe this time and never did I stop loving you. Side two, charms of the arms of love. Don't you care? It takes too long to learn to live alone. A, a, a drumming phenomenon on wax. Hard, hard promises. Check that one out if you're a drummer or you love the drums. Hard, hard promises. And it closes with, hey, girl. That is our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Alice Clark. Can I say something to you, our listeners, for just one quick second? I know that a lot of my picks for Psychology on Vinyl are not going to send our ratings through the roof, like this one. Only the curious and or friend of the show or the serious soul music head or the stumbler honor will see the name Alice Clark and excitedly not be able to wait to listen to this podcast. Same with when we did J.B. Lenore or Linton Kwesi Johnson, even to some extent Joni Mitchell. But you as an audience are here, you're there, and it's mind-blowing. Case in point, the numbers were almost the same for the Frank Sinatra record as they were for The Dark Side of the Moon. You know what that tells me? That you are an amazing, thoughtful, open, and interesting bunch of people. I could load these albums via popularity to increase revenue. But I'm letting the ones I'm feeling the most feels on at the time, kind of letting them choose themselves. So, yes, Sergeant Pepper is on deck for a future episode. Why shouldn't it be? But you have proven to be deep and driven to listen to people you may not know or know too well anyway. I love the audience for this podcast. So thank you so much.
this show simply would not exist without you. If you could do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help keep this podcast stay up and running, if you'd like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. You can also check out our website for all things Refresher at refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That's refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. You can go there for Refresher gear, as well as any of my books, links to friends of our show. It's all there, refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. As always, the music that begins and ends this episode is by the band Dive. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by Mr. John Villafuerte. And once again, thank you to our friends in Airwave for sharing their excellent music with us. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the pop culture therapy podcast. Everyone, please take care and do yourself a favor and remember that there's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll catch you next time. Thanks so much for listening.